random. Oh, that, whoop, that, whoop, whoop. that's pretty perfect, pretty perfect, pretty perfect, pretty perfect. Alyssa, what up? What is up, Corey? So, it's great to meet you. I know we've been, we've been chatting a little bit, a little bit back and forth, and uh, I, I, I watched you on Netflix. That's not something I get to say to a lot of my friends. <laughs> So, so uh, I just I was very fascinated with with your journey, and then mixed with the journey with the fact that you're friends with my friend Dominique. So then, like, there's a crossing of little worlds there, where I was like, okay, well, we have we have a platform in which we can speak, and we can teach, and we can learn, and we can understand, and we can gather information, and we can evolve through to hopefully better versions of ourselves. Yes, I love I love all of it, all of it already. This is great. Um, yeah, I mean, Dami was a huge part of my healing and my journey, and that basically led me to that point. Um, if I didn't learn about consistency and uh, discipline, faith, and mm -hmm. perseverance, I don't know. I mean, it was a mixture of her and old Disney movies. <laughs> what what old well, old Disney movies? Which ones? Always the one with the, you know, with the protagonist. It's got the dream, and it's like no matter oh, what happens, they can go. Not, spe not specific, not specific. Just yeah, movies in general. Yeah, it's just like that whole like that. It's always it's somehow it's always a reoccurring theme, you know. Maybe not so much in the relationship department. I didn't do so well with that. I don't like Disney for that, but I do like Disney for the perseverance and kind of having that faith and that uh, desire. The the um, the the grit the i could keep going with words um who do you who do you identify with most as a disney character oh, as a disney character so which who do you identify with most oh man um i think oh i think right now uh as far as my growth standpoint has been and i've noticed just watching myself like in discernment and how i am as a human being I feel like I resonate the most with Elsa from Frozen. Um, she has a lot of, I don't think anyone's ever touched on this either. I could probably look into it, but there's a lot of, I'm going to be really vulnerable with you here. This is so early. Um, the, uh, there's a lot of characteristics that she shows about just having this amazing power, right? She, but she's so afraid of it because she was taught to be afraid of it. And she was taught to, um, you know, her environment, and, and even though her parents meant well, you know, that's, that wasn't anything like like that, but it was more so protecting everyone around her and then protecting herself. And when she didn't have the resources to kind of help guide her and really own her power, um, you know, she let her fear get the best of her and she started hurting everyone around her. She secluded herself. She isolated herself. She sang to herself. Um, and, you know, just always had this longing for acceptance and wanting to, you know, step into her power. Because if everyone recalls the first movie, she was supposed to be the heir, the queen to the throne. And she didn't even feel like the queen that she was born to be. 
um, lo and behold, she was more than a queen. She is actually the fifth spirit of the spiritual realm, and she was like the missing link. And all she needed to do was introspect and find that confidence within herself and realize that she herself and her happiness and her um, strength was what she was looking for the whole time for her to really own her power and love she needed love so um as far as like uh, from a realistic standpoint yeah Elsa for me now I was I was just gonna say very very simply I was like Aladdin that's me sorry Aladdin (laughs) for me it was Aladdin because he's a he's a street rat and that was me yeah, no, see, I, I love, he was my favorite, Um, definitely, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, I want a street rat, like, he's so fun, and, like, quirky, and he knows, he knows how to make a quick dollar, like, you know, there was always that part, too, like, I'm, I'm a little bit of a hustler, so, as you can tell in the episode, I was all about my money. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 yeah. Well, so, what was that like? I mean, I... I know, like, we got to the part where it was, like, the Whitney stuff. And I was like, oh, man, that would have been cool if you would have stuck around for the Whitney. I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't watched it. But, like, then the then the the, the Whitney song, I was like, oh, man, that's, like, my, I love Whitney. I love, I grew up on that that type of pop music. Like, it was, it was always, like, Whitney Houston, uh, Culture Club. Uh, Celine Dion, Rod Stewart, all this stuff, like whatever my mom listened to, whatever anybody's mom listens to, yeah. that's what I'd be listening to. Oh, that's, listen, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Celine Dion was like my, my jam. I was like five years old, blasting like Titanic and uh, The One You Love. I was, I was obsessed. Mm-hmm. Um, that experience was, oh my gosh, like I'll, I'll forever be thankful for it, forever forever because mm-hmm. you know i i can't say too much right now but i just know that the show is definitely doing exactly what i needed it to do because i remember during the interview process i basically said that i think one of the questions was what would this show do for you if you got on here and i was like listen i've been trying trying for a very long time to get out there and I don't care if I don't make it like or whatever like I just need the opportunity to be seen and Mm -hmm. heard Mm -hmm. and I know that there will be someone something to come out of it well what I constantly say is that the attitude is there is way more than one way up the mountain and if this isn't the way up the way up will find it yeah. We'll find you. And uh, I, <laughs> the, the, the whole, uh, when we were talking and you were like, oh, I'm on this Netflix show. And I was like, oh, I'm going to watch it. And then I started watching it. And I was like, I was like, uh, man, I'm going to be embarrassed if she's like the first one at living. <laughs> and I was like, I don't, I'm going to be like, so uh, tell me about, but. Oh, I was just, I was just putting it in there. Sorry. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, no one can see that but us. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, no, I knew that. Um, okay. But uh, anyways. <laughs> yeah, but I was very proud of you. It was very much like, it was very much like 
uh, rock band or we talked about that, right? And it was mm-hmm. it was very much like um, I remember playing rock band and it was um, was it Wanted Dead or Alive was one of the songs and mm-hmm. like you got to follow the. I mean, I I stunk. I was I'm not a good singer. Never never claimed to be. Never. And I don't really ever claim to be really anything. And I and I hope I hope maybe you you can uh, apply that as well. Like I I don't. I don't really go around saying like I'm funny or that I'm like, or like I'm smart or I'm handsome or any of that stuff. I'm just like, I'll, I'll hang out with you and you can find out those things on your own. Because if I tell you I'm funny and then like 10 minutes into the conversation, you haven't laughed once or you haven't like smiled. You haven't thought anything I said was really that fun. Then you'd be like, this guy's a fucking unfunny liar. (laughs) You don't want to give uh, expert. You don't want to give false expectations. Right. Yeah. 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 No, that's okay. Keep the the expectations realistic. Yeah. 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 No, that's perfect. Um, I appreciate that your support too. I, uh, it was, it was great. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I was, I was, I was mad. I was so mad. I was like, I just want to prove to the world that I can sing a Whitney song, but I'll, (laughs) I'll do it one day. Um, the, uh, it was just, you know, the whole process felt like a, a dream out of a like out of a lifetime movie. You know, mm-hmm. I I had a lot of different trials and tribulations that are just they're like five hours worth of a show. We don't have that kind of time. But the, I, uh, I mean, you get get right into it. <laughs> um, well, I, five years ago, it kind of started. It was a lot of cutting out um, old programming, toxic uh, parents. Um, to the point that I, my safety was very much at risk and I had to move. I was taking care of my great grandmother, um, taking care of my brother and sister. And, um, it was just, it was a lot for someone who was shy of 26 years old and didn't have a lot of the upbringing that or yeah, an up an upbringing of a very solid solid foundation. I can't talk well, of a very solid foundation. The Caesar salad foundation. Yeah, Caesar salad. You know, that's a good foundation for life. I don't know, Caesar salad. It's a staple. Um, <laughs> it's a Cobb salad. Yeah. No, but um, I know you. I I I find myself in the habit in the habit of doing almost what you were doing in that was kind of like trying to rush through it and trying to mm. brush it over. Like your struggles are, are absolutely your struggles and there's no way that you can invalidate them or take them away from you because they made you who you are. Mm. But um, you, you, in, in the, in the talking about it, it's, mm. it's, it's totally, it's totally fine to not have to rush through it because like it's your time. It's your voice. It's your platform. Like, Nobody's going, man, this lady needs to shut up already. I'm oh, jeez. Like, like nobody's doing that. So it's like like what was the situation? did you did you have both parents growing up or did you uh no, you no. I so I guess well, I don't know, maybe I could bullet point it. It was I'm uh I'm going to write a book for sure. So, but let's just say both of my parents were um you know, products of their environment because their parents before them were also not so great. So these two parents, you know, my father was a cover band singer and my mom was kind of like a groupie, like partier and always going out or whatever. And he was himself also a partier, you know, very handsome guy, used to look like 
John Stamos, that was his thing. And then she looked like Marissa Tomei and, you know, put them two together. And it was like the perfect toxic relationship because Mm -hmm. they both had their own issues with their parents and their own upbringing. And them two finding each other was like, and of course, the chemistry was there because they were both very good looking people. And, you know, um, a lot of hot and cold, a lot of back and forth, who cheated on who, who busted someone's car, who was waiting for people in the alleyways to like beat up the person. Tumultuous, fiery. Oh, goodness. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was, uh, I mean, it was just stories. I wasn't here for that yet. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then it was like, so it's, it's, it's difficult because, well, it's not, it is difficult to kind of talk about them because they're both still very much alive, but I don't have a relationship with them because it's not good for my mental health. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been a good five years almost of kind of unraveling all of the programming that I had from them Mm -hmm. and integrating it into a new positive foundation that I can, you know, take forward with me. And um, let's see, fast forward. Um, lot of custody battles uh you know my mom played this game she was very narcissistic very much um she kind of acted like what was that famous actress's name um coat hangers you know what i'm talking about um mommy dearest okay uh joan crawford joan crawford okay okay Okay. sorry it took me a minute i had to remember um Mm -hmm. she was very much like that and especially since you know i came about and it was very well known that I can sing and mm-hmm. I love to perform. There was pictures of me with like a little microphone at one years old, like, da, 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 you know? Yep. So it was like that, that like, um, it was like, Oh, that was, that was your dad. And it was, was it like reminder of that you sort know, of thing? My mom, my mom was a little strange, man. I don't know what it, I, mm. <laughs> it might've been the drugs. It might've been, it was a lot of it. it there's a lot, there was a lot, there's a lot going on with her. Unfortunately. Can I, can I, can I I'm just going to lend you some stuff that I used and yeah. I, I hope absolutely I'll, I'll, I'll unbox it a little bit and give you some context. Uh, my, my dad, um, my dad wasn't around most of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was nine months old, uh, he left my mom for the 14 year old babysitter who was my babysitter when I was nine months old. And okay. then, and then like came back around when I was like, when I was like 10 mm-hmm. and was like, really abusive. And then my mom left him and he moved to Texas. And, and it was like, I was always so angry. I was so, mm-hmm. and, and I, I got to a point where I'm old enough to go like that, that anger doesn't serve me at all. No, so, no. uh, for the sake of me, I will forgive without ever being asked for it. Mm-hmm. So I, w- when it comes to you saying like, Oh, I don't even let them in my energy. I don't even let them in my space for five years at this point i mean i kind of had that same thing with my sister i had that with my cousin i had that with my father and now i'm just like yeah you 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 live your life over there and we we can like i i can tell you that i care about you i can tell you that i'm grateful for i'm grateful for who i am having had you in my life and at Mm. this point my life is pretty awesome and Thanks for your contribution to that. 
right right no you know what my my grandmother on my father's side now i'm hearing the echo my grandmother um told me something very um very useful she said uh you know what they taught you what not to be and that's still something and they Mm -hmm. gave you life that's it that's all you can take it for and i'm very grateful for that i'm glad i had examples to look at on how not to be and i'm thankful that i had the awareness of not to follow because yeah. i was very close and uh role um, models yeah 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 and yeah. uh yeah i mean but you know my mom was weird like at one point she would say things like well i knew your father was really good looking you know and like i knew i was gorgeous and like, your father's so talented so like I just, I had to have a child with him, you know, because I knew that child would be so talented and like take over the world. And I was like, you're insane. But I mean, she was kind of smart. And then like, you know, but the, the, the thing I didn't agree with is that she trapped him. Uh-huh. So well, that's not cool. But um, uh, once again, back to, back to my own personal stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. I think, the people make the decisions that they make. And if they're manipulative, I think sometimes they're subconsciously manipulative. I don't mm-hmm. think they're they're like maliciously manipulative, like I'm gonna get them. But I think the intention was we're gonna we're gonna together make mm-hmm. something that's going to change this world. Mm-hmm. And if that's you, if that's you changing what what imprint you have on the world, mm-hmm. it's it's an amazing thing. So I mean, so what the trapping it's like it's those are all very like to me very uh human words to to put on to like what was this no i mean i'm I'm serious like she told me she lied to him about being on the pill like she was she's she's out there man like she's i mean you know i mean like you don't will do that and i See if I can uh, try to make it make it make sense. It's like some people are intelligent, like their intelligence level isn't really uh, equipped to to healthily. Like you said yourself, like she was raised in a situation where she wasn't taught what was right from wrong. Mm-hmm. So she just had this idea and automatically go off of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? She went, oh, that's a smart idea. And maybe maybe talk to a friend who wasn't a very good friend that was like, yeah, Sal, that's a good idea. Go right for it. I don't know what her name is, but I just gave her the name Sally. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Well, go, listen, go. man, S- silly Sally was, was insane, all right? But she, you know, it was, um, it was interesting because in another form, she would say things like, I just want someone to love me unconditionally. And... I understand now what she was getting at, but when a child develops and starts to have their own thoughts, their own feelings, their own personality, their own individuality, you have to honor that. You can't, Mm -hmm. you know, sit back and control. Like she, you know, she used to dress me up like, like a doll. She used to like make me go in pageants, make me go do this, go do that. Everything that I had as a talent, which Yes, I will forever be grateful for these experiences and for her putting me in these classes and whatnot. I felt like a part of myself still couldn't enjoy just being a child and trying to learn who I was rather than being forced to be the thing for someone else's um, vicarious or yeah, or mm-hmm. like she and she would tell me she's like, I'm living vicariously through you. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, 
um, I don't know what to do with that. And then, you know, mm -hmm. we didn't, um, it, it was, it was a lot. And, uh, and then like my father, you know, he didn't, he wasn't around. He was very much, um, you know, a little bit of a womanizer and, you know, he had his own demons and didn't, didn't fight for custody. I didn't see him for six years. Um, and then by high school, my mother let me see him again. And, um, it was interesting cause then there was a lot of like back and forth and like, you know, her like in my ear a lot and then him trying to just be respectful and like have a relationship with me. And it was all this, all of this nonsense. But then after a while, when I had both of them in my life on separately, of course, but I just started noticing that, you know, not everything would add up what my mother would tell me and not everything would add up what my father would tell me. And then I was really left with a conundrum or like a, a feeling of like, well, who do you trust? Well, and then I like, I, I, once again, I'm going to say I identify with that a hundred percent because you'll hear, you'll hear the side of the story they've told themselves a million times mm -hmm. to, or, or at least the, the story they've told to whoever is going to listen to make them look like they're not the bad guy. Right. So the two sides of that, two sides of that can get really conflicting. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you're, 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 you're there going, I just want to love you unconditionally. And I can't piece together what this is and what that is. And I'm going to, at this point, for myself, just go, I forgive you time to move on. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it was to the point where my boundaries were not being accounted for, mm -hmm. especially into my, you know, early twenties. And, and, you know, I mean, now I haven't had to get a, uh, order against one of them. Just one has an order and then the other one just understands that please don't. Because, mm -hmm. you know, but both of them have crossed boundaries and that was hard for me. And, um, you know, because of that dynamic, of course, it's proven that your family background is going to have an effect on your actual relationships. And that was where, especially in my early 20s and up until now, mm -hmm. I was always finding myself in these very hot, cold, um, crazy, toxic relationships and, you know, for a while, the, the high and the whirlwind of it was where I thought I could get the ultimate love and satisfaction because that's all I knew. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, it's been about, I think, two years now of doing the personal growth from that aspect. Um, but the more and more I was doing my growth on that, I noticed all of the things in both of my parents. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So, like, through my journey... Um, of healing, I've learned to kind of just accept both of them, that they are on their own journeys, that there could be a possibility that they don't heal or don't seek the real kind of help that they definitely need if they want to salvage anything in their lives, period. You know, one of them is like living in their mom's basement right now. And then another one is like living like in someone's home because they know how to talk a good game and act like a savior and then, you know, reap on someone else's, um, benefits. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, both of them are kind of like low vibrational um, User, users. Yeah. And it's, it's sad. It is sad. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Cause I was really going to say that. Cause a part of me mm -hmm. is like, wow. And then like, when I look at myself and I, I'm even thinking about it, talking with you right now, I'm like, how did 
did you get this far? How did you even do this? Like <laughs> celebrated as accomplishments. Yes, yes. Please, no. Please please take please take the time to acknowledge how great it is that you're living your truth and living your dreams. Like really uh that's it's incredible. It's incredible, really. Like you you're you're growing through it. You're growing through it and uh every everything that ever happened is a part of who you are. So, I mean, all that, all that stuff, it's like, like, you're like, I'm whatever. I'm going to be on Netflix. There's, I'm going to be up on, I'm going to be the top of the mountain. I don't even, that stuff's not phasing me. I'm, I'm just going through what I got to go through. And that same, like, that same, like personal growth thing that applies to it. And it's really, it's really something really cool to see. And I'm glad that I get to to now be your friend and here we are here we are right now on the on the very record the reason i started one of the reasons i started this podcast was so that i could say on the record to people while while it's this time it's a time stamp in right now and this stuff's outliving us this this audio this video is outliving us so i could say uh what an inspiration i i could say to you i'm glad that we are we are meeting here at this point on on our ways up. You get what I'm saying? Yes. No, I, I agree. One, we can listen, one million percent. We can listen back in a year or two and be like, wow, remember where we were? You know? Yeah. No, I mean, and, you know, and you're so right with the the whole forgiveness aspect. And um, I, I mean, I learned to forgive uh, my recent relationship and uh, that ended two years ago. And, but that was the same thing. Like when I, when part of my healing was waking up and going, it was a trauma bond. (laughs) And, um, you know, when it's like a smack in your face and you're like, oh my God. And then, but you know, I, I forgive myself and I have compassion for that girl who just, you know, the, the young naive me saw someone else and thought, Wow, we both came from the same messed up households. We're both going to be great together and we're going to grow and we're going to have a great home together and we're going to tell our kids that we did it. And, you know, and uh, I had to learn the hard way that not everyone is ready or even wants to get on that, you know, let's get better together train or, you know, Mm -hmm. or or heal. And, you know, everyone has their own journey. And unfortunately, um, we, uh, it's the word, it's like two magnets, like we were great. And then all of a sudden my vibration or whatever is in magnets, like my, my, your negative and positive. Yeah. Like my, I turned my negative to positive and kind of was going up and I kept trying and it was just this kind of struggle. And, uh, you know, unfortunately that person, I, I tried to help them the best I could. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but then I realized I kept hurting myself in the process, and yeah, you I, can't, you can't, you can't love you enough for both of you. Right, right. So you have to do it separately. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. a, I'm, I'm kind of in that same boat right now, uh, where it's very much like, all right, well, just be on my own and figure it all out. So I, I, a hundred percent get you when it come, when it came to that, like that trauma bond of it and and the, that like that 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 safety maybe you think you're safe inside of that but it's really like oh well we're both damaged so that means you're going to be a damaged person who damages people 
-hmm. or perhaps, you know, or perhaps I'll mess you up. I'm not, I'm not, I'm never claiming to not be, you know, I'm not claiming that I'm perfect. I'm not claiming that, uh, that I'm going to be able to, uh, say the right thing every time or, oh yeah, yeah. or, you know, be, be the, be the person who reacts in the correct way. I mean, uh, it's, <laughs> I've, I've always said that I'm a being of light and love who's always got work to do. No, that's, that's so, that's so true. Like I, I resonate so much with that and it's, um, you know, it's, it's brave and it's, it's vulnerable and that's something else that I'm learning. I write about it and it's so funny. I'm like, Oh, you can write about it, but like, can you do it? <laughs> like, um, you know, the, uh, it's, it's interesting when you start to wake up and you start to give yourself uh, discernment and it's almost like you kind of step out of outside of yourself and you see how you are and, you know, journaling has helped so much. Um, I journal, I meditate, I work out about five days a week, mm -hmm. um, just all of the things to kind of set a foundation and uh, what was the word that Jim Rohn used? the fundamentals of success mm -hmm. so i started implementing all different little fundamentals to kind of go about my day because you know my mind was just going going and for a while i suffered from like extreme anxiety especially when my um ex was around but it was always because of my parents so it was like stress of my parents into this and then i got blessed with a beautiful home thanks to my great-grandmother and before she passed, I took care of her, found out she had cancer. Like, this was a lot for someone that didn't even have, like, much of a chance to get out into the world either. Um, so there was a lot of different things going on with me. But through it all, I've had therapy. I still go to therapy. I, you know, I do my best. But the, um, what was the point I was making here? Oh, yeah, the fundamentals. So um, basically, after the relationship ended i kept implementing my fundamentals i kept working my business which you see behind me mm -hmm. and uh i am a pure romance consultant and for anyone who doesn't know what that is i do in-home party planning for uh, mostly women um it's geared towards women and sexual health only mm -hmm. about 20 percent of the catalog is dedicated to intimacy products um for you or your partner or multiple partners whatever you want to do it's a party and uh, basically, and then the rest of the catalog is all about wellness, like essential oils and CBD products and uh, bath stuff, skincare, like all of that. Anything to like make your life feel more better and upbring uplifting. Um, so love that. And I started that in 2017, been doing it since ever since, but that was probably the first catalyst to kind of like wake me up a little bit and go, hey, you should probably do some yoga. Or you should probably look up some of these like inspirational pe uh, speakers, like Tony Robbins and blah, blah blah. I love the little accent that you keep jumping in and out of. It's it's really <laughs> it's really it's really charming. Thank you. Know, you. Hey, we, hey, we gonna do some yoga over here. <laughs> it's like, Thank you. You know your dad's really handsome, and we're gonna we're gonna have a really nice looking kid. <laughs> it's the South Philly man. I'm from South Philly. It'll never leave. I don't care if I'm living in LA for like the next ten years. I'm gonna be still talking South Philly. No, but your regular voice, you don't do it. It's like you jump in it just to like, just to like. It's like the the voice of like your inner monologue or something. You're like, 
Oh, and then I'm thinking, I'm sitting over here and I'm thinking, what are you doing over there? I gotta, like, <laughs> Thank you. I just, I don't know. I, sometimes I, uh, sometimes it's subconscious. Sometimes I just do it to bring light to the subject. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, give a little laugh. I, sometimes I'm funny. <laughs> sometimes. Um, but, uh, well, yeah. So, oh, good. I won't, I won't, I won't identify as funny myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, um, about five months after the relationship ended, that's all it took was five months. Like I, I started, you know, putting out videos. I would call them minute snippets on my Instagram. I would post covers like three times a month on my YouTube and just stay consistent. And, um, you know, there were times I was hard on myself. I'd be like, oh, that was a terrible take. I would do like, you know, 50 takes of like one song just because like I am a perfectionist. And then I, you know, by August, I was working at my summer job. I was waitressing and um, someone commented on my video and they were like, hey, you should come audition for this show. And here's a number. Please reach out. And it's going to be big. And I was like, yeah. And then I looked at my, am I allowed to curse on here? Yeah, say whatever. <laughs> I looked at my coworker and I was like, "You fucking see this shit? Are you seeing this right now?" And then they were like, "Are you gonna Are you gonna contact them?" And I was like, "I don't know. What's this like sex trafficking?" Like I, I was wondering. I was like, "I don't know. This is a good bait. I mean, if this is how, if this is how I go, this is it. <laughs> like, um, Real bait and switch." Yeah. So uh, I I I thought about it, and then the next day, something something in here something was like better call so i i reached out and it was very real and uh they asked me to come in south philly at a location to audition and i was like are you serious right now this is in my backyard like all right so um i went and i I auditioned um it was great and you know that that same the accent and the da 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 and the acting all lively i gave them all that because a part of me knew i was like i know what you're looking for here I am, like, you know, I have like many different sides, and uh, so I just, I just kind of let it out. I, I kind of gave myself a pep talk. I was like playing Eminem, Eight Mile. I was like, you're gonna lose yourself. You're gonna go on this audition, and you're gonna kill it. And this is it. Like, this is it. Like, this is what you've been waiting for. So, um, yeah. So I went, and uh, it was but, awesome. But it was, it was great too because you were like, yeah, if I get it, whatever. I mean, like in the, in the, you, like you said in the audition part, you were like. Made it seem like this would be cool if I got it, but like I'm gonna get there anyway. I'm a, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna be a known singer, if, even, if even if you don't put me on this show. Right. Somehow, some way. Like, cause you know what? I've had so many no's, and I think a lot of, especially I've, I've learned, especially since the show has come out. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people out there that think that this just happens overnight. This does mm-hmm. not just happen overnight. Okay, like some people maybe get a lucky start. Maybe you were born into a family with millions of dollars. That's awesome. But I mean, even then, like you still have to put in some kind of work. You still have to show some kind of value that you bring to the table. And for someone like me that kind of had a very like over your shoulder, insane, like critical mother who would like, you know, dissect everything you did to, you know, to doing audition after audition plays among plays for like 15 plus 20 years and you know kind of seeing everything from you know so many different perspectives it's like you know after a while I kind of just 
built more resistance. Like I think I auditioned for American Idol four times. I auditioned for The Voice five times. Um, you know, but every time I just kept building tougher skin because you know I I knew mm-hmm. I, I I at least was aware that I could sing. I was like, great, I could sing. Mm-hmm. Would do it. I played uh, rock. I played rock band. I know how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, <laughs> it was just um. It was like, uh, it's just it's just something inside me. It's my passion. And I think, pardon me, one of the best things that I have ever said until this day, and I was seven years old when I said this to my mother, she would say, well, well you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I looked at her and, you know, this was without her even probing me to like say this. It was just, right, so it just came out. And I like, like, uh, sans sans influence yeah like i just i i felt it in my soul and i said you know what mom everybody is born with a gift god gives everybody a gift when you come here and i know that i was born to sing and that's my gift and that should be my job if you were given a gift that's your job for the world and i kept that with me and for a while i was you know I was hurt a bunch of times, jaded. I was told by family members that I should stop. I should quit. I should quit the pipe dream. I should get a real job with benefits. I should, you know, or, or, oh, you're past 25 now. You'll never make it. You should just, should just go into hair school, call it a day. And I'm like, "Mm, no, that's, uh, that's (laughs) so, so much the, the route that, the probably the the road most traveled is go you know go and give up on what your dream is and do the thing that just gives you the security the financial security or the like the ability to just pay your bills mm-hmm. and Which- and create <laughs> create nothing create nothing consume everything because right. that's what 99 percent of people are just consumers and mm-hmm. and uh yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you forget it. You forget it too because what you stare at all day is the entertainers, is the creators. So you're like, oh man, everybody's doing this. I guess my chances are so small. But you know, 99% of people are going. You know what? I'm just gonna get a job that pays me the money that I need to to survive and just be this. You can use this too. You can use this. You can take this. Apply this if you want. Be just the observer of mm. their life happening as opposed to being the deliberate creator in their existence. Mm. Do you listen to Esther Hicks? Uh, yes. I knew it. Cause that's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, no, that's, that's, that's 1000% on point and no shade to anyone that is a hairdresser. Cause I got some really good girls. They, they hook me up, but, or, or anybody that decides to take, this root of life, right? Like we're not diminishing that in any way, but for, you know, just for, for anyone that has that, and I'm sure you have it too. You're in the arts, like Mm -hmm. that, that, that passion, that fire that just won't, it won't go well. Like, you know, you can tell me until you're blue in the face to go, go do this job or whatever, but I'm still going to sing, even if, you know, whatever comes of it. I mean, I've, but the consistency behind it, is part of the success and that's what a lot of people fail to understand i i lost friends since the show came out to saying things like 
I've been doing this for like 15 years and I just I just can't believe that like I don't know I've been like busting my ass and like here you are um on Netflix like international I just I can't and I'm like I don't I don't know I'm like the, it was so strange because like I took them out to brunch so like here I am like being whatever and you're you're jumping into saw me and then they're like well it's like part of my growth like I want to like admit this to you like I didn't watch the show purposely because like I was like mm. and like I kind of just sat and I was like you know um thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that with me I'm I sure do that took a lot and I said but there's a lot of room at the table of success and I'm yeah. you know there's it's it's not like it's a it's like closed off to you like you're just right. you just have to keep going like be, someone keep being someone else's success isn't your failure it's just it's just you seeing that somebody you know can do it just that should inspire you like right i i, I never i never live in a competition with anyone because mm -mm. i always go like like really you're different than me mm. <laughs> like there's absolutely like, please start a podcast and talk about your life. You have a way different life than I do. You're not a pro wrestler who also does comedy, who's had brain surgery. Uh, you know what? I'm the only one who has that. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go make my show. And, and I hope you make your show. And I hope you do all the greatest things you want to do in your life. When I, was, when I was younger, I remember saying the main things that I wanted to do was I wanted to be a pro wrestler, and I wanted to be a comedian. Well, the first thing I wanted to be was a comedian. That was the first thing I ever said I wanted to be. Mm. And then I discovered pro wrestling, and I was like, all right, I'm just going to do this. And I started doing that, and I was like, you know what? I could be a comedian too. So I was like, oh, I could do both of those things. But when I was a kid, I never said I wanted to have my own podcast because that didn't exist yet. So like, maybe if you feel aimless, if you feel like uh, purposeless, or you're still seeking something, maybe you can't give up on it because maybe it doesn't exist yet. Like mm. podcasting didn't exist yet for me when I was a kid and things that I wanted. But I mean, the same same as you, same as me, is like we we had that like in us as kids and we were like, yes, this is what we're going to do and this is what we're going to be. And I think a part of it, and I, and I talked to tons of entertainers, I talked to so many, uh, and most of them come from a very damaged place. Mm -hmm. And the validation that we seek, that huge look at me and acknowledge me and tell me I'm good, tell me I'm pretty, tell me I'm funny. Yeah. Like, that, that all comes from a place of like, I didn't get enough of that. I no. didn't get enough of that. As a kid, I needed it and I didn't get it. And I, my, my self-worth is wrapped up in if people cheer and it's like it's such a damaged ego and yeah. and i and it's constant struggles to figure out how to break that cycle oh boy way to hit the nail on the head like you know i and i I've, I've gone i've i mean I'm, i still go through that i i have like my up and downs now i'm like all right What's ego? What's not? And right. you know, what are you doing? Um, you know, I've, I've had this conversation with my, with my aunt. I think she was one of the first people to kind of bring that exact thing out. They were like, you know, 
I feel so bad for you because your mom put it in your head that you'll never amount to anything unless you make it as a celebrity. Like that that's literally like what it was. Like mm-hmm. anything else that if I didn't make it, I felt like it meant nothing. Even I'll be super vulnerable. I a part of me it was really, really hard to go home after filming the Netflix show because I wanted so bad to win and I wanted so bad to for every no, for every every obstacle I've had for every, I just wanted, I didn't, I didn't want to only just make it. I wanted to win and mm. I wanted to come out and be like, screw everybody. I did it. Mm. But you know, in light of that, um, it's kind of like the movie soul. Did you see that yet? Mm-hmm. It's like that. Like I, I kind of lost sight of how much of a blessing it was to even be there. Yeah. And I mean, like, I think, I think you, not you specifically, you generally. I think if you do anything with the intention uh, intention of doing it at somebody or being able to do it so that you could throw it in somebody's face, mm-hmm. it's not as much for you as it's mm-hmm. for some 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 like false some false moment that won't won't ever come. Like maybe they'll be upset about it. Maybe they won't care at all. Right. You know? Right. I, and, and the thing I, I say all the time, and for sure, tell me if you ever thought this thought, was like, my father would say things to me when I was a kid that would, the second it came out of his mouth, would damage me for the rest of my life. And the second it came out of his mouth, he never thought about it again. Mm-hmm. And and that, that kind of stuff. Like, he still lived his life. And th- that, that stuff completely foreign like i just had this conversation with my little brother and he was like well the the, all the kinds of stuff that he did to us when we were kids well not not like he had four other kids like he he had uh like set up franchises yeah oh okay yeah (laughs) so talking to my my little brother who who like was raised more by him Mm. and that's what makes me go like Thank you for not being here. They needed you more than we did. And I learned more by you not being here. So mm. like, it's not like, not like, Oh, thank you. You're like, Oh, good move, dude. But it's very much like, well, yeah, I'd rather you not be here because somebody else needed you more. But mm. I, I didn't realize that inside of that, somebody else needing you more that, uh, that uh you'd be damaging some other kids yeah no that's that's tough that was that was so no. I mean, my my uh mom had my siblings with an, another guy who was basically my stepdad and you know but then he didn't learn much either he has another child with someone else so now it's like a constant like you know you all just keep having kids but you're not learning the lessons and you keep popping them out and like not teaching valuable lessons and you're just going to keep repeating it so now my siblings and i are like well now we feel obligated to kind of like teach and like do the best that we can but i remember you know noticing that you know my mom would play this you know something she said that hasn't left that one of those things like how your father like she she looked at my sister and i one day i'll never forget uh my sister uh was has always struggled with her weight and my mom would say things like, well, thank God you're smart because you're not so pretty. And then she would look at me and say, oh, thank God you're talented and, and little and, and pretty because you're not so smart. 
like your sister so like she would like do these like weird games and you know thankfully like my siblings and i were always so close you know like we uh-huh. we kind of had uh salvation in each other we would like hide in each other's rooms and talk and try and like figure out the day and be like oh man well, what tomorrow what's tomorrow gonna bring can we like not mm-hmm. wake up or can we stay in the bunk beds and like not like mm-hmm. deal with that like mm-hmm. um it was it was a lot but you know stuff like that it sticks and and that you know that got to me too so like a lot of the things that i do now are kind of like well i'm gonna prove that i'm smart you know i'm gonna make it somehow on my own and do I all mean, these extra I, things i definitely have that uh that 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 like same exact like questioning my intelligence thing mm. that it it really it really tickles the little ego where it's like yeah. ah I gotta I gotta prove that I'm smart or whatever I'm like well why don't I just be who I am and if I make mistakes whoops I made a mistake not whoops you're the biggest idiot in the world mm-hmm. uh, like th- th- that for sure like those were those were those were standouts for me because of like I was a sped kid. So anytime somebody would question my intelligence or call me stupid or call me the R word, I would be like, mm. Oh, and I'd beat myself up. So mix that, mix that self-worth up with the validation that I get from having fans cheer or like people laugh or something. So the, 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 the stew pot of, mm. of, damaged boy turning into an evolving man is is a pretty thick one it's thick but i'm sure it's gonna be real tasty you know because it's it's gonna it's gonna taste amazing like once all the ingredients are together and it's it's cooked just right it's you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) sorry i'm italian (laughs) it's a shareable stew (laughs) um but yeah like uh you know that the whole experience was fantastic. I, I made friends all over. I've got friends in Tennessee, friends in Arkansas, um, Michigan, Los Angeles, Chicago, Canada, and the show. You know, like I said, like it kind of brought. You know, it it definitely gave me a small taste of what I've always dreamed of, um, the good and the bad. And, well, uh, I mean, I mean, you're you're like you're doing this right now, like you're. You're talking about it. You're on a on a show talking about it. It's like, it's like you're in the direction of where you should be headed. I think the fact that you got on the show, and um, I don't know if this sounds bad because I was like, oh, I'm gonna be embarrassed if you're eliminated first. And I was just ki- I was just kidding, but but I was like, it's like you you lasted through it. You know, you got you got f- further. Then, then any of these people who go, oh, you got on a show, they would still be like that, even if you got eliminated first. These are just right. the these are these are just the toxic things mm-hmm. that these people have within themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, when it came to me saying like you got home and you're like, oh, I wanted to win, and I'm upset with myself, I also get that exact same way. I'm like, when I get when I get home from a show. Or like a wrestling show, or when I get home from like a comedy set, mm-hmm. I'm always like, ah, oh, man, I forgot to do. Oh man, I wanted to hit this move. I wanted to tell that joke, and I didn't do it. And I'm beating myself up, and I'm mm-hmm. sucking. I'm like, oh, you suck. Oh man, like, and I beat myself up. But then I'm like, I was out there doing what I was 
Born I pretty much grew up, said I was going to do it, and I'm out there doing it. I right. I didn't say like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if I was a wrestler? Nope, I'm out there doing it. Or, You're out there doing it. Yeah, well, you know, there, there's two things I want to touch on. Um, getting, getting back to the good old Abraham Hicks, Esther Hicks, whatever you want to call them. Um, there, you know, and I'm, I'm partially, I, I didn't do as much research into them until after the show. Um, so had I known about them before, I probably would have been able to be a little bit more sound of mind. So like I said, this show happened five, six months, seven into a very toxic relationship ending, my life shattering, all of that, all the stuff, um, and dealing with anxiety and trying to obviously, you know, about manifesting. So I was manifesting the whole time. And I was unaware that it was real. It was it was tangible. So this whole time, I totally forgot to mention that I'm a Buddhist. So I officially got my Gohanzen, which is a little scroll. And it's supposed to represent yourself as a mirror. And um, Buddhism is not a religion for anybody who's curious. It's just a way of life. And um, practicing mindfulness um, to a very, very short description. But... You know, I chanted two times a day and I would just calm my mind because a lot of it was, I have anxiety and her name is Dolores and she's a pain in my ass. And, uh, but I've, I've learned to That's deal with the that. name of your anxiety. Yeah. My Dami named, named her. Oh, that's Dami. <laughs> and, uh, Dami's great. She, she said Dolores, you know why? Because in Spanish, Dolores means pain. And I was like, Oh, you're <laughs> a genius. So yeah, I give her that credit. Um, so she, um, so on the show, as Esther Hicks puts it, the vortex, right? We're in the vortex. I was there. I was there. I was there. All right. You know when I was there. You saw it. I saw it. I was there. And I remember I was meditating like for like 20 minutes before we were about to shoot. Like I was, I was so nerve wracked and just insane. And the whole time, you know, it was like, ten, it was like a 10 hour day. And I just remember like every, every moment. And like, I knew in my head, cause they didn't tell us until the day of the shooting that we were going to eliminate each other. We mm -hmm. all became friends. Mm -hmm. And then you tell us we got it. Yeah. So we were like, yeah, for the first three rounds, you have to eliminate each other. Oh, but the kicker is you have to know, you have to eliminate those you think are the best because they're competition, but you lose out on more money or you get rid of the ones that you think aren't that good and are losing you the money and I'm like well that's easy like I'm thinking to myself like well I can I can make sure I'm on pitch with all of this shit so like they better not eliminate me because I'm trying to win your money or my money really it's like so like I was I was already like planning and like I had a set idea in my head on who was going to go first I was like all right that one that one that one but like I felt it it wasn't like even like me like being mm -hmm. um Mean. Yeah, it was just it was like it was like I felt I felt what was going to happen and I can't explain it any other way but saying I felt it and you know because we're in the vortex and I was in the vortex and I was there and then um someone that tried to vote me off it kinda threw me off because I didn't think they were gonna do that and I was like oh, you and like I but then so moving forward that last round before there was three of us I already knew who I wanted to vote off and it was not the girl. It was not the girl. I didn't, I, nope, it was not the girl. It was one of the guys. And I remember looking at my little thing that I was voting on and I felt it. 
and I clicked on the name, and the iPad crashed. It crashed. They don't show you that. They don't show you that. <laughs> but it crashed. So, and you see it in my face. They did show my face, though, because I looked up, like, oh, you know, like, I had, like, a serious, like, shock on my face of, like, what the fuck just happened? And I didn't know how to say, yo, it, like, it's it's not work. So, like, they came up to me because they were like, oh, it's not working. And I was like, yeah. So they paused shooting. And in the moment, I got so nervous. They were like, well, who are you voting off? And Dolores crept on in and was like, get rid of the girl. Be the last girl standing. It doesn't matter. And I was like, fine and like I, I listened to her and i was like oh i'm gonna vote off the girl and you know i it was like it was a moment of not sticking with your gut so like mm -hmm. anyone out there if you're gonna do something stick to your guns please <laughs> don't let any other like thing no matter what's happening mess with your choices you know <laughs> as, as i'm sitting there watching you on on the show i was like I was like picturing myself standing right next to you having had having to do something very similar and I was like I'd be so sweaty like it's ridiculous like my my armpits it, <laughs> it, like they would be worse than they are right now like, yeah the, the kind of nerves in that and the kind of also with me um the body dysmorphia that I've got mm. so um you know, being somebody who's had to like be shirtless in front of groups of strangers for most of my life. It's mm -hmm. like, it's a, it's a weird, like, Oh, they're looking at my body and I don't like, like I have to get all weird about it. And uh, it was funny. I was actually talking to Dami yesterday and she was like, you look like you lost weight. And I was like, Hmm, dude, I don't want that. <laughs> she was like, she was like, look real sad. And I was like, yeah, made me sad but i weighed myself i weigh the exact same she's like oh you must be just losing muscle oh that's cool i don't i don't want to hear that oh my god no she's great i um she is yeah but she so she actually told me by the way small plug for oracle of apollo um she told me that i was going to london like mm -hmm. we had like a month of like you know after the audition process like we they kept us on a string for a little bit they were like you made it to this round. You made it here. All oh, that was in here. that was in London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh I they didn't filmed, know. That. They they flew on Halloween, my favorite holiday. They flew me out to London, and gave me monies, and I had my own room. It was so it was so awesome. It was great. Um, it was and, during during the pandemic. During... No, it was right before. How cool is that? <laughs> that was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, it was it was October 2019, uh -huh. um, and. Uh, yeah, so it was like literally right before everything hit. Great timing. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, I I remember just flying home and thinking, God, how how could you? You know, like I, all all of the voices, all of the voices. I you know, and like things that I was afraid that people were gonna say, which I I did get some of that. I did get some, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get some kickback. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, um, I I. I I hate being a person who just puts myself over here, but like when I, when I put out my short film, yeah. like I just asked, it, it was only 15 minutes and I was asking people to watch it. Mm -hmm. And some people would be like, Oh, I hated it. Or like, I'm like, 
why? Like, and and it's some it's some people would like not even watch it, and it was like I'm, I'm just finding all of this what would be like jealousy from people, mm-hmm. finding a lot of this like just instant like I don't want to like it, so I'm not gonna like it. So I'm not even giving it a chance because I know I'm not going to like it. I'm going to be uncomfortable with the way I feel about watching you do, do something that I wish I could be doing. So it's going to it's gonna always happen. There's always going to be people who, who aren't going to be safe inside of your, inside of your successes because they think that that's their failure. And mm. it, isn't, it isn't at all. It's just somebody else doing something that they love and there's like you said plenty of room at this table there's plenty of room i mean that but that's something else good to touch on too like i literally just told my friend deshaun who's on episode four by the way um of sing on he he had a comment earlier this week on a video that he posted and someone said well elvis doesn't suit you or you're not elvis something along those lines because he was covering an elvis song Mm. And personally, I thought he did great. But, uh, you know, I and I, I told him, it's... Uh, everyone has an opinion, just like everybody's born with a booty hole. So, like, it doesn't really matter unless they're, like, paying your bills. And even if they are, you can also just go get a job somewhere else and make your money elsewhere. You don't have to really, like, pay attention to that. Um, and, you know, it's... I mean, I know it's easier, like, said than done, and it still hurts. I'm not taking away the pain of that, but it's also, like when you when you're doing it for a long time and you and you realize the support system you have the crowd of people that you surround yourself with and you kind of see the resume built up of all the years that you've put in to doing the work um the the opinions kind of like dwindle a little bit because like they don't hold enough weight to like overshadow like what you've done you know uh, I, mean? I think i think i also sometimes i i will very highly consider the source highly 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 consider mm-hmm. the source mm-hmm. because it's like it's like who 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 you who you do who you what you doing <laughs> what, 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 what am i gonna what am i gonna be upset about what am i gonna what like oh uh, you're just some dude who works at a call center who thinks okay sure you know it's not yeah it's, not it's a, like it's not a, it's not a valued opinion Right, right, right. Like, if I was talking with, like, Oprah right now, I'd be like, okay, what do you think? Like, you know, or, like, I, so, someone, like, of of, like, of a, um, my producer basically taught me that. He was like, you know, if you know me, you're in higher, you're in the high ranks. Like, there, mm-hmm. you're, there's a good reason why you're working with me. And, like, you know, I started slowly seeing that. Um, and it's very true. Like, the people you surround yourself with. Dami was, like, probably the first thing of, like light at the end of the tunnel of like this huge collection of what I've noticed even with you my circle of amazing people in my life are everyone that is trying to share their story and share their um, triumphs of overcoming such crazy battles and you know everyone has had this this struggle in a way and yet we're all coming out on top and it's not even a competition of my life was worse than yours it's like no like we all like are out here winning and we're doing it and yeah. you know we want to prove that what, what's the trophy for most damaged yeah yeah i don't know <laughs> what's, what's the constellation prize <laughs> <laughs> like what, do we get medals they like put oh here you go get a medal 
Everybody yeah. line up on the podiums. We'll right. give you your medals. Right. Yeah. And you know what? That was something else that the um oh, but you're not a product of your environment. That's like the point I wanted to make with that. But mm -hmm. something else that was interesting about the show was, you know, I was ready to like give Mike my, my sob story. I was like, I, do you want to know like what happened? And they were like, actually, no, Um, we would like to keep it very positive and, um, you know, family fun. And I was like, oh, wait, so I don't have to like be that sad like anxious well, like, that's the trope that's like the that's like the singing show trope where it's like i came from a far far place and i did a lot of i did a lot of stuff and and this thing happened to me and then someone doubted me and someone told me nope yeah right and, and the minute here that they i am and here I am. And you know what? Like, I, I felt that, you know. I remember, actually, I freaked out. I freaked out. Like, I, I self-sabotaged, Corey. I did it. I did mm -hmm. it. I fell out of the vortex Vortex the minute that uh, we started filming. I, like, freaked out to the producer. And I was like, you know, my mom told me I'd never make it. And here I am. And they were like, shh. And I was like, oh, right. I'm here. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <Get out of here. laughs> um, but I, uh, um, the getting to help me. Let me remember. You self-sabotaged. Um, Someone self-sabotaged. Before that. Um, you were in the vortex. Mm. And you were trying to say that your mom told you you'd never make it. No. Um, it's all right. It'll oh, the fun. Thank you. The fun part about the show when they said, you know, um, positive and, you know, talk about some fun things. I did get to share the story about meeting Patty LaBelle, uh -huh. and that was like I was twelve. I had no idea who I was really like talking to. Like I had mm. no clue what I was. Uh, I was, I was forced to go sneak upstairs and sing for the lady that was like had this huge blaring voice singing acapella. Had mm -hmm. I like I didn't even. I was like, you want me to sing for that? You you want me to sing for that? Like she's mm -hmm. incredible. But here mm -hmm. I am singing Les Misérables at twelve years old to this amazing icon, and she. Yeah, like, and she she gave me her blessing then, and even then I didn't know what I had. So like this whole this whole journey has been like waking up. And the show, when they said no, we're not going to take the the victim story turn. We're going to just let it be this. They dressed me. That's not my outfit. They gave me that, <laughs> and right. it was so fun. Like it was it was kind of like um before. I got there, they asked me to send them pictures of what I had, and I kept sending them like a very similar style, you know, thick thigh highs, cute dress, Italian, come on. And uh, and they, they were like, okay, 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 but they, they said the, the theme was movie night, so I had to go like formal, so like I had like, I did have a long formal dress, mm -hmm. and then I brought it, and that was the only thing that they picked out of my wardrobe that they like approved of, and then they were like, well, you can go with the purple long formal dress or you can go with this in our Netflix closet. And I was like, what? And they, they pulled it out and it was one of those like, you know, things that like looked questionable on a hanger. I was like, I don't know. And then like we put it on and then like I saw what they were trying to do and then they got the black bow and they're like, oh, it's very Lady Gaga. And I was like, I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then I, I said, can, can we, do, do you have any suggestions for us? And I was like, can we like, take up the the bottom like maybe like an inch and they're like oh yes darling you've got legs for days anything to make you feel confident on stage and i was like really and then like <laughs> put it on and you know um 
that I had like my little gold bracelet and everything, and I remember one of the producers walked by and was like, Dare I say, is it all right if I tell you, um, you're quite hot. You look like Wonder Woman. And I was like, <laughs> and I was so, I was so excited. I think that was like the moment that I finally had like genuine confidence in my abilities. I, <laughs> I love, I love to make people feel dumb when they, when they compliment me, but like only in a, in like a, in a humble way. Cause I'd be like, Oh, stop telling me I'm funny and like handsome. Don't compare me to other funny and handsome men. I don't need it. Just stop. But like, really, I need it. Just keep on. Really, yeah. Just, just, yeah, just tell me. Just, like, just keep on. Keep on piling it on. I'll take it. Yeah. But I, I, I think, um, honestly, like looking back, like I know I won. I won that's, so many that's, different that's things. Awesome. Yeah. I did. You, you, you walked on there like a winner. You look like a winner and you, you walked away a winner, even though like the, the, the big money went to somebody else. The, the big cha-ching went to you. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I did, I did win a little G, you know, they had to give me something. Like <laughs> <laughs> I was so blindsided. I was like, wait, we both won money. We're not going to go together. Like I thought I was going to go head to head with him, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, but Seth is a sweetheart. Um, very nice guy. And uh, so I was, I was very happy. I was like, yeah, you like, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. And like, and we were all so cool at the end. I remember like I was having like a pity party moment and like everybody was like, shut the fuck up. We're in London. Get in the car. We're taking an Uber and going to go look at Buckingham Palace. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay. So like we all like went out like late at night before yeah. our flights were all leaving and we had to say our goodbye. So everybody was so like kind and you know warming and just accepting and you know i realized that that opportunity showed me that i didn't have to be the i didn't have to be that girl anymore you know what i mean like i didn't have to bring the baggage of my family and yeah, all this like i didn't have to i was like yo these people don't know you like you have an opportunity to like you, you don't have you don't have to build your origin with these people you can build a whole new origin with these people. I'm not saying right. make stuff up. Be like, oh, I had a perfect yeah. family. Everything was great. Everything is fun. But, but for sure, you are the person you currently are, not the stuff you've been through. The right. stuff you've been through is just stuff that helped you evolve to who you absolutely are right now, and not, and that that's the that's the stuff that doesn't come with you everywhere you go. Right. Like, right. It 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 it's sculpts your past i guess i get it mm. sculpts like the lessons that you learn from it are all super important i mean mm. the stuff you take away from it like you said like the, your grandmother said to you the the thing about they they taught you what not to be like mm. mm -hmm. so all those lessons that you learned inside of the 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 pity pity parade or the yeah. the sad everything i've been through <laughs> but you get you, you know what that that's that's more of an obstacle if you still carry that weight, that weight is more of an obstacle than not having that weight. You get you can get to where you're going. Yeah, seriously. And I mean, you know, there was like another thought that kind of popped in my head that I was afraid, you know, for a second. Like I was so excited because I was like, oh, wow. Like I, I, you know, you saw like I was I was this vibrant, very confident, like, here we go. Like, I mean, I, I did like weddings too. Like before all this, I, I sang for EBE talent. I was with them for close to two years. 
and I did a lot of um, cover band scene stuff. So I've been, I've been at weddings, uh, co- huge corporate events. So I, I've done all that. So I mean, I already had a stage presence, but I was like, oh, the whole world's gonna see it now. You better <laughs> buckle up, motherfucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, like I, I was just, I was so, I was so excited. Like there was like a whole other side of me that was so excited to strapping dickhead. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like get in the car. We're gonna like show everyone our talents. Like right, right. It was, right. Uh, it was great, but um, and then when I was coming home, I had I had a year, so we filmed it like over a year ago, and they said it's not coming out for another year, and then so I had a whole year to kind of process, like I had to get past my insecurities of how I acted, I had to get past the feeling of like this like I didn't win, now I need to find another way to get out of debt, like it was just all of this like you know, and then and then I thought, oh wow, everyone's gonna see me, like everyone's gonna see me as a performer and it's like ah uh, and then well, like some they'll people also like, they'll also hear you yeah yeah they also the like, hearing you part might be more important <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i i'm i'm glad i i'm i i i'm satisfied with how i yeah. was maybe not at the last song i i lost breath i was nervous i was you don't, know, I don't felt, have to, do, you don't have to make excuses yeah yeah it's it fine just, you, know. it's, you did you did you did what you did like really it was it was a great job so Thank you. i mean I I I would say I probably know in my life all the people that I know I don't know if any of them would be able to do what you did. So celebrate that. Celebrate that and Thank live you. inside of that joy. That celebrate that and accept that compliment. That's so good. Thank you. No, no, seriously, thank you. I, yeah, like, it, and yeah, it was, it was being brave. It was being vulnerable. That was mm-hmm. like something that I had to even think, like, I, I had to think about it because there was a moment, and I don't know if you, if you feel like watching it, but the part, I know the part where, you know, it was, it was, well, goodbye. Like, I, I felt it. Like, I felt it was, I didn't hold a note long enough because I felt something in me just stop singing. And I was like, what the hell? why did you do that like I, it was like it was like stage fright and i was like what well, like, you? <laughs> okay um i have to say i i still get it every time i go on stage um anytime i ever go on stage to do comedy i still get nervous even though i've been wrestling mm-hmm. i've been wrestling for 19 years in front mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. in like big crowds and it's like well I'm gonna do a comedy in front of twelve people, and I'm and I'm like, mm-hmm. so for you to go, okay, oh, I'm you. I have a stage presence. I've done tons of weddings, but then you're like, yeah, but this is a worldwide audience. Yeah, I was like, and a very popular streaming service. So I, I'm understandable, very understandable. Yeah, it was just you know, it, it was it, it was just a lot of things to think about, and then you know, but I'm so I'm so glad because it finally. It, it gave me something else too. It, it told me, you are worthy. You can do this. The hell are you talk like it was. So, it was like it was so in my face. And then like I started learning more about Esther Hicks and like all of the different ways about how manifestation works. And you know, like now when I catch myself like feeling, I don't know, anxious or feeling doubt. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. And I'm going to present all the reasons why the, that you're worthy of this thing coming to you and get rid of all the other 
drunk, like stuff that's just it's just doubt. It's just you know, and I mean it's normal. It's normal to question yourself. It's normal to, you know, like realize like something bigger than you. Like it's 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 daunting. But then like another part of you is like, but why not you? You know, why not? Why? you can do this and it's like oh shit you can do this like anyone well you know like when you get when you start to get serious with yourself like i just went to my first ent like two weeks ago mm -hmm. <laughs> that was interesting they had like a whole camera like go up my nose and like go down to my throat yeah like <laughs> right. right right and uh and the, they're like oh this is your first time i was like yeah you know i got some things coming up that require that i need to be more serious be on, like this top is, your, be on top of your game yeah i was like this is my tool this is mm -hmm. this is everything and they mm -hmm. were like well congratulations like you're here you're doing it and you know mm -hmm. yeah you got to be professional about it and i was like oh yeah did you did you see the did you see the new brian regan special on netflix mm -mm. oh man it's so funny it's it's a stand-up comedian do you know who okay. brian regan is if I see his face, I'll know. I, I'm terrible. Like, I'll, if I see a face, uh, I'll if, if I can give you a suggestion, yeah. watch Brian Regan's special on Netflix. It's called On the Rocks. On the Rocks. It's like in the top 10 of things on Netflix right now. Oh, I'm down. On the it's, Rocks. It's, it's so funny. But he does talk about the ear, nose, and throat doctor. He's like, well, he's like, uh, he talks about how, I, I don't want to butcher it, but it's something about how, like, there's specific doctors for specific body parts for people, but mm. for animals, a veterinarian is supposed to be able to do it all. He's like, where's the, where's the, where's the giraffe throat, throat, and throat doctor? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, so that's, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's, that's me in a nutshell, like that, that whole experience. And, and since then, you know, um, I've gotten, Oh my gosh, it's been so cool, honestly. Like I I've had like kids ask me for advice and um I have parents that are in the area that actually want that their kids want to meet me. And like oh that, that was something cool that I got to um have a breakthrough last week. I discovered that you know, 6 years ago I used to be a Lady Gaga impersonator and I used to dress up as Elsa from Frozen for kids birthday parties. Mm -hmm. And you know, I would do my thing. And it was so funny because, like, that you was... You a Lady Gaga song on the show? I can do it. Yeah, what's up? You <laughs> no, I meant you... Didn't you sing? A, yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. Didn't you sing uh, uh, Shallow? Yeah, oh. I'm telling you. Manifestation, dude. Yeah. Everybody that saw the episode, they were like, are you sure this episode wasn't made for you? You're singing <laughs> Gaga. You're, like, opening with a Philly song. Are you okay? <laughs> you know, you made yeah. some... Oh my gosh! It was just yeah. It was that 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 was insane. That was probably the biggest manifestation of my life. I was like, wow! And it's only gonna get bigger because so, now now I understand. In in the let, let me break this down this way. I want to make sure I say uh, a lot of the importance. Like what I was saying about the on the record stuff. Uh, I want to make sure I state it on the record right now. Mm -hmm. I'm very glad that we're friends, and yes. I hope that in any any point in time, if you need me to be a resource for you in any way, please absolutely reach out to me. Like if you said, like if if if, if it's even like uh, you're going through some anxiety or anything, and you just need to talk to somebody, 
I'll give you my phone number. You can call me anytime. You can text me whenever. I'm happy to be here for you. I want to be that resource. I want to be able to help you out. Also, I want that, <laughs> if this is anybody's first time listening to the show, let you know that I'm a real person. I'm not a hard, uh, not a hard person to get a hold of. If you're also going through something, please don't hesitate to reach out. I uh, will definitely reach back out to you. Um, Corey Castle on all the platforms, C-O-R-Y-K-A-S-T-L-E. And, uh, you know, let, let us know. Let us know you're enjoying. Let us know you're enjoying what we're doing. You know, maybe go back and check out the other 20, 228 episodes of the show. And, wow. uh, you know, I want to also give you the opportunity. If there's anything that you'd like to say or anything you'd like to ask me or anything like that, here's your opportunity. Just jump right on that. Well, um, I have two, let me see. I have a few songs available on iTunes right now. And uh, mm. one is called Restart. It's an EDM. And it's on an album called Transformation. And it's a variety of artists. So, um, you know, I was picked amongst many other talented, super cool EDM artists to be a part of this album. So I'm very grateful. And it was one of the first songs that I wrote. And... Uh, what I love about the song is that you can think of it as restarting for a relationship to rekindle, or you can think of it as restart for your life and having a different perspective. So whatever way you want to look at it, but I love it. Um, there's another I, song. I mean, I'll, 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 uh, I'll put all the links, all, oh, the, cool. all that stuff. I'll put that all in the description if you want. I was just more meaning like, like just stuff for the record that you once said. Oh, not for like, the record? What? I mean, like, you know, like I said earlier, you are not a product of your environment. You you can change it. You know, I watch so many different speakers that say you're like a seed. We're all seeds, you know, and so if you don't have a good soil, the seed is not going to grow. It's not unless you want to be a weed and like weeds are okay. But like it's like you if you want to blossom and be this beautiful thing, you have to make sure that your environment around you is safe and secure and you can be nourished and you know it's it's a hard long road but the road to nourishing yourself and parenting yourself and giving yourself that love that you didn't receive as much as a child um or the imbalance of it you know even if you did have both parents in your life and maybe they were working too much or maybe you know they had to work and they couldn't be there for you as much or whatever whatever the case may be um you know there is a way out. There is a different way about going through life and you don't have to put yourself in this box of nine to five and l keep living that autopilot life um, that kind of feels like Groundhog's Day. And uh, you you can definitely make a heaven on earth. Um, it's very possible. It's very, I, I live by, you know, what my producer has been telling me. His name is Arthur Amici. And he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer seven years ago and he is still here and he has not gone through any of the chemo or any of that he's gone completely holistic he has you know a, a nutritionist and whatnot like someone that really buckled down with him and you know he was at his top like i met him 15 years ago where he was the star of his show and i happened to be in the audience and i followed him around like a little crazy kid like you should let me be in your show and he was like who the hell is this kid i was like 16 years old chunky hey did, <laughs> you know did you did you watch the movie rockstar with mark Wahlberg? 
No. No? Oh my god. I'm the one I gotta write down. Rockstar? It's on HBO Max right now. Uh, I don't have that. Kind of uh. password. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody got an HBO Max password? Um. But it's uh it's like he was like the biggest fan of this band mm-hmm. and he went and saw them he went and saw them live and he was like in the front row and he was singing louder and better than the singer mm-hmm. and then they like asked him to be in the band. Nice. It's, it's a ridiculous movie. It's a very ridiculous movie, but classic. It, it's inspiring. It sounds like something I would do though. <laughs> and like I'm like uh, Jennifer Aniston's in the movie and oh, man, it's so silly. It's it's like <laughs> it's I, I remember being like this is like good bad but then it's like I went and watched it again and I was like all right this is all right, this is all right. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah but the point behind uh, my producer was you know he refers to a man named Bruce Lipton uh, he's got a PhD in psychology I don't remember but Bruce Lipton it's a very important name um and he talks about creating heaven on earth and it's basically you know basic things like eating right staying away from all the processed crazy foods that are out there and really doing the research and taking care of your body that for the temple that it is and surrounding yourself with healthy outlets and keeping a positive mindset. I mean, I'm not saying be positive all the time. You're still going to have these emotions of, you know, anger and sadness and all that, but just to learn that they come and they go and just to kind of keep that vibration of faith that, Everything's always working out for me in some way. And, you know, he's living proof. I'm living proof. You're living proof. Like, there's, like, so many different stories out there that kind of prove that you can change your life. I mean, Tony Robbins. Like, if you want to look at his story, you know, these are amazing people. And, you know, there's someone – you can't just look at some of these people and go, they have it so easy. And it's like, no, they did not. And – um, you know, it, it takes a long time to get to that. And it's, it's always work. You know, it's not, it's not, Oh, I did it. I'm a millionaire now. Now I can just hang out. It's, it's not that, you know, it's still putting out the work and doing it to kind of stay. You can, know? I, can I, can I tell you a thing I've always said, and I've been saying, and I've said it on this podcast a bazillion times, please, please, please. I, I say, I always say apply it, but it really means, Steal this if you want to. If you want to. If you want to use this, absolutely use it. When I always say, if you go into the bookstore, and this is funny. Brian Regan has a bit about this now on the new special. Brian Regan says he went to the bookstore and he said, "Excuse me, can you help me find the self-help section?" And the lady said, "How about you find it yourself?" <laughs> That's <laughs> but, good. But, uh, but I said I've been saying forever. The, the bookstore has a self-help section and that industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. Like it's ridiculous how much money is made off of the self-help section, mm-hmm. but there is no money made in the self-fix section because that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So there isn't a magic wand. There is self-help because you have to continue to do the work. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're never going to you're never going to get the you're never going to get the the validation that you want from like oh if you're like oh my mom was bad to me and like she's never going to see it all that way. She's never going to see exactly your side of it. She's never like no matter what 
you don't deserve an apology. She gave up her life for you. Like, it's like you're, you're a lot of people are just kind of like getting so like selfish in the closure that they need mm-hmm. or uh, the, um, the validation that they mm-hmm. see. But it's like, you're not going to get exactly what you want. You're just going to have to make what you get exactly what you need. Right. Yeah. You make do and you, you find the validation within yourself. And I, it's funny because both of my parents saw the show. I don't know if, if my mom saw the whole thing. She, she saw an interview that I did for my company. The company Pure Romance heard through a little bird that I was on there. And it was so cool of them. They, and it, they interviewed me because um, that company kind of put it in my head that you can use this as a catalyst to kind of go after your dreams. Yeah, and, the launch pad, yeah. Know, yeah, the launch pad. And I, you know, it was such a game changer. And like of all things, I did not think that I would be spending my late 20s, early 30s slinging around dildos, but here we are. It's a fun <laughs> time. It's a great time. I love it. Um, but uh, it's, um, they, it, they really helped me with that whole opening my eyes wide open to the self-help department mm-hmm. of all of that and right. i'm forever grateful for them and um but she she saw the interview and they she saw the clips of me on the show and you know she like left a con it wasn't even on my page it was like on there like but it, of course you know my my mom finds ways to kind of see what i'm doing and she was like oh well you know congratulations you're a queen of the world now and then like you know my father like kind of saw the show and was like I'm upset that you didn't even tell me that this was going on. Like, why didn't you tell me? And I was like, I, I wanted to go and do it and do it for me and not have any outside stuff. Well, I mean, since you knew Abraham Hicks, you might also know Napoleon Hill. Mm, Napoleon Hill wrote a book called, uh, it was like in the thirties and it was called think and grow rich. And that's what they based the secret off of you. Okay. And, uh, he says, he says, and I quote it all the time, tell the world what you intend to do, show them first. So, like, why didn't you tell me? It was like, well, if I said something and then it didn't happen, then you'd think I was a liar or you'd think I was a failure. I, wouldn't, I didn't want to leave room for the liar or the failure. Just right. Do it. Right. Like, that's right. What I, that, with anything, like, Whenever I'm talking to anybody, I'm always just like, before anything, before you tell me what it is that you want to do, start doing it. Like, don't, don't, don't say, oh, I can't because of this, right? You know, this is going to get in my way. Like, those things are always going to get in your way if you let one of them get in your way now. Right, right. And I, you know, (laughs) and he wasn't always the best with constructive criticism either i don't think it's in his vocabulary um so i i just didn't want any extra noise like i was already like trying to prepare myself mentally for what was well, happening then, i mean sometimes people will give you unsolicited advice mm. that did that applies to a situation that they'll never know, never know. they'll never understand and that's right. the that's the next part that i i wanted to talk about the there's a quote from Theodore Roosevelt, and I've been saying it since I heard Brene Brown talk about it in one of her Netflix specials. Um, I'm butchering it, but it talks about the man in the arena and how, you know, the critics, 
they don't matter because they're not in the arena. The 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 praise. I'm just saying praise. I don't really remember what the real word. The credit. The credit goes to the person that is out there and doing it. It doesn't matter how they did it or what they did or if they could have done this better or done that. But they're doing it. You know. So like. Zip it. Like, <laughs> are, you, um, are, you, are you a wrestling fan at all? Are you a pro wrestling fan at all? You know, I loved The Rock growing up. And what else was his name? Hulk Hogan. Like, they were the only two that, like, I knew. Like, I kind of watched it growing up. I, like, had a couple friends that were boys. I was a little bit of a tomboy when I was younger, so I definitely wrestled here and there. But I didn't really have much cable after that, so. <laughs> okay. Well, for me, for me. Okay. And and the pro wrestling business, I always say most of the people who are going to come up to you and tell you about how good or bad you were have no idea what it feels like to, like, touch the ropes, touch the ring. They don't know what it's like to be punched in the face. They don't know. Like, these are all people who are only seeing what you do but can't understand what you do because they have never even for a second thought what it was like to be somebody who does that. Right. Like the, the around the ring, around the ring, there's a guardrail. Did you see how there's a guardrail around every pro wrestling ring? Mm-hmm. And I go, on this side of the guardrail is the performers. On that side of the guardrail is the spectators. Mm-hmm. So I'll take the opinions of the spectators for just the opinion of the spectators. Mm-hmm. So that's – I mean, that might be applicable to – to no, that's anything. completely, completely, 100%. I mean, you know, um, so well, I lost my train of thought again. I do that a lot. Um, the, the arena? The, the yeah, the arena stadium. and the um, – I wanted to say something before that, but you, it was such a great, like, topic to hit on. It's all right. It'll come back. Um, but, yeah, it was – oh, and then even after the fact, you know, my father saw the episode and was like, wow, like, I'm I'm so proud of you, you know, and, you know, and then, and then, of course, it kind of went back to, well, your ego's out of control, and you're this, and you're that, and blah, 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 and you need to calm down. And I'm like, first of all, do you know where I get this from? Have you seen yourself perform? <laughs> Second of all, um, I'm not, like, I don't go around saying, like, anything like, I'm better than so-and-so, I'm, you well, know. Were you like, I, were you also like... It's a TV show. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. I was kind of like, you know, like. I was playing it up for the TV cameras. Literally. Like, I love, oh, my God. Some of the best messages that I've received, it cracks me up. Like, now now I laugh. Like, before, like, it was a little hurtful. And I was like, wow. And then, like, I, I got over it very fast. But it's like, you know, and I have to, like, it's, it's almost like I have to give people, like, a, a warning. I'm like, hey. Just so you know, this is TV, like, you know, and I, I was very aware, like, I think I had, like, a, a higher self moment, like, on the stage, like, right before we filmed, like, you know, just in case you don't win, you better put on a hell of a good show so you, so people will remember you, and I was like, okay, let's go with that, and I, I, I did, you know, I was, I was like, I know what y'all are looking for, come on. I have... Two more things. Yeah. And then I'll send you off with a hot dog and a handshake. Hot and you're going to ride off into the sunset. You ready? Uh, okay. So kind of along the lines of it, it was almost you started answering this 
part before I ever got to it, and you hadn't even listened to the show before. <laughs> what I norm- when I do that part when I said anything on the record, that part's normally to go like anything. Per- it's more of a personal like stuff that you'd like to say to me or ask me specifically. And then I say this other part is called audio time travel. Audio time travel, meaning how this 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 is outliving us. Mm-hmm. These messages are outliving us, and you know, right now let's just pretend that it's it's twenty years in the future. It's twenty forty one, and you are speaking directly to someone in twenty forty one who cares about you. But you're speaking to them from 2021, from the 2021 version of them, of you talking about what messages can help them evolve in uh, 2041. You are more than capable than you will ever realize of what you can do and what you can accomplish on this world while we are having it. And... You are more powerful than what you perceive. And the moment that you silence your mind and you start to listen to your soul and what you want to do, everything else will fall into place. Just have to sit down and listen to yourself. Yourself. Because everything has divine timing. And there's no such thing as coincidence. And everyone is born here with a purpose. If you haven't found it yet, it's okay that you still have time. And every day is worth living. And every day is a blessing to be here. And what you do with that time while it's being spent here is completely up to you. Whether it's making your life more peaceful and satisfying for your own happiness and then if you have time later, you can give it back. Well, you will want to give it back, actually. Because you'll be so full of love and happiness and joy, it's going to become contagious. And that's where it really gets exciting. Because then you're just going to want to share it with everyone in the world. And that is the point of living. And it's worth whatever talent you have to cultivate it, integrate it into something that can be shareable and eaten up by everyone and help change their lives. Have you ever thought of starting your own podcast? I have not. <laughs> well, I've always wanted to do TED Talks though. I've 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 always known that I would be a I would be a motivational speaker at some point. I just knew that if I make it in the music platform and I have enough people hearing me and hearing my voice that then they will listen. Hear me out here for just a quick second. Okay. So for a very long time, I always talked about how I'd write a book about my life. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, and, and I would go, Oh, you know, I don't want to finish it until like it has an ending. That's good. Like that has an ending that, that like could wrap up my first autobiography. And, I, and then I was thinking about it more and I was like, you know, I could say stuff in a book that maybe like 10 years from now, I, I won't really agree with. Mm. So like it's, it's published and it's on print 
And then maybe someone can come up to me in 10 years and be like, hey, you know, what you said here, I don't really agree with and kind of hurts my feelings. And I'm like, I don't agree with that either. So what I wanted to do was have this platform where I could could stay flexible and evolve my opinions mm. um, and maybe maybe still write write a book eventually. But like point it back to the fact that I know that everything I'm saying in it isn't isn't like stamped as I, I'm going to believe that and I'm never not going to believe that mm. like, it's, there's room to flex. And that's absolutely why I think, you know, your your voice isn't only for singing. It only, you know, you can use it for something like this. And that's why I always say, and I wrap up every episode of this podcast by asking, uh, by letting you know, hypothetically, I've gifted you this podcast. Okay. This has been your first episode of Evolving with Alyssa Marie. Okay. Thank you. So, so in your very best, like Jerry Springer's final thought type of way, you're going to wrap it up in a pretty bow and tell us what lessons we can take away from it. And then just to keep it silly, after you do, after you do that part, in your best ALF impression, say, hey, Willie. Alpha impression? Alf. It was a, a card. It was like a, a sitcom from the nineties with an oh, alien. Geez. Oh wow! Nope, I wasn't wasn't present for that. Um, but I'll I'll think of some. Don't worry. Well, might have been the eighties. I don't know. <laughs> um. Wow. Final thoughts. I feel like what I said was final thoughts, but we can keep going. Well, yeah. I mean, I said just wrap it up in a pretty little bow, and and then uh, and then we'll uh, then we'll ride off into the sunset. Right off into the sunset. I believe we all were here for a reason and there's no accidents and if you're watching right now, thank you and if you have a story share it, don't be afraid to be vulnerable um, it's brave to be vulnerable and for anyone who isn't being vulnerable or isn't being their authentic self they're the ones that are full of the most fear and aren't even accepting of themselves and if you find yourself with someone like that ask yourself do you want to be with someone like that and you know live life being your truest self for you first um and A whole new world. <laughs> It'll be a whole new world for you, I promise, when you uh, <laughs> when you start to do the work. So, yeah. If only they'd look closer. Would they see a poor boy? No, siree. they find out. <laughs> there's so much more to me. Hey, Willie. <laughs> That's perfect. There we go. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on here. This has been a Thanks blast. Thanks so much for hanging. I, I, you know, I hope we can do it again soon. I mean, I like, I like doing some check-ins every once in a while to see where the, where the evolving's heading. Heck yeah! Oh man, so, I only, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I got some things. I'm just the, waiting for the official. I, all the time, I have to always say, and I, and if this is your first time checking out evolving with Cordy Castle. 
I want to say uh, thanks for all the effort. I honestly think that the, the, and I say it all the time, I've probably said it a bazillion times and I've said it on this podcast every time. I think that effort and attention are a currency that are way more valuable than the dollars in your bank account. So thank you for so much of your effort. Thank you for all of your time. If you've listened, thank you, Alyssa, for hanging with me. Thank you for your effort and your time. And I can't wait for us to continue our friendship. Yes. I'll see you on the other side. Yeah. All right, everybody. Be fun. Have safe. Keep it.